Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Centered, Committed, Confident, a podcast dedicated to help you center your life on Christ, commit yourself to discipleship, and become more confident in the Word of God. My name is Cody Rogers. And I'm Hannah Erickson. And we don't have a Regent That's Erickson. That's so sad not hear his name. I know. Yeah, we don't have a Regent Erickson um, at the moment because he is in Australia. Down and, under. Yep. And we, this is just a, a short podcast follow-up to last episode. Obviously, we can't control, you know, when and where we're going to be sometimes. And so rather than taking another break from the podcast, um, we thought, Hey, let's just get together, answer this question. And, uh, after Regent hears it, if he has a problem, we'll just bring him back on and, and do And we'll, we'll edit it. We'll, Great. we'll yeah. have a follow up the Regent's version of the answer. <laughs> so Regent, I know you're listening at some point, so miss you brother. We'll see you soon. Stay safe. Um, all right, let's get in, let's get into it. Like I said, I want to make this a shorter episode. Um, we discussed last time, um, well, we're having a discussion on a few different things. How, how did we get to this this topic? So we were talking about giving godly advice in general. Like how do we give biblical advice versus worldly wisdom? And so towards the end, I asked the question, what does this look like when interacting with non-believers? Like can you, do you give biblical advice? And is there an extent to which it doesn't apply to them because they're an unbeliever? And how do you discern that? And how do you just interact with that? Yeah. So let's, let's just set up the question and what we'll try to do is we'll stay within certain boundaries. Um, as we were talking before this, we got into the realm of like, is marriage in the eyes of God or not in the eyes of God? If you're not believers, we'll try to stay sort of out of those realms today. Um, and we'll really just try to answer the question. Um, it sounds almost twofold. Can you give godly advice to ungodly people or Mm -hmm. can you give Christian advice to non-Christians? And I would add to the question and say, does godly advice work for ungodly people? Like, is it, is it effective advice is probably, um, maybe the heart behind the question. Yeah. Like if you're talking to a friend in class and they're trying to decide what career they want, you don't tell them to like pray about it and seek God's will. Do you? I mean, if they're a Christian, I do. Yeah. But but if they're an, if they're a non-believer, you know, like, like, is your advice different? Should it be different? Should it not be different? How do you, how, mm. how, tell me how Cody, yeah. teach me how. <laughs> I don't know what the, I don't know what the prescription is for everyone. I think, and I know, I know I'm a pastor and I know that one of the reasons I'm a pastor is because I'm like this, right. Mm-hmm. You know, sort of like the, one of the reasons I'm a pastor is because I was already here at the church all the time. And they were like, Hey, we should free that guy up to actually get paid to be here. Um, not this church, but you know, back in the day, mm-hmm. um, I think maybe this is a, just advice to all listeners is that when you're specifically talking to a non-believer and they're asking for advice, you need to remember every opportunity is a gospel opportunity, mm-hmm. right? And they're in a place of need. That's what they're asking. They, they have a need mm-hmm. and that's why they're opening up to you. Right. And who is it that meets all needs? Christ. Yeah. And so whatever you actually say as the advice itself, I think the most important thing is that you immediately turn the conversation to the, the one who meets all needs and mm-hmm. the giver of all gifts. Right. And so what, what was the, what should I do with my life? Right. That yeah. like career. Yeah. I think a uh, good advice would be, um, you'd say what you do first, right? You say, you know, well, I, I know you're looking for what to do. I'll tell you what I do is I pray to God and I feel like through the Holy spirit, he gives me guidance mm-hmm. and in his word, he gives me guidance. And I, first of all, I'd say, like you can have that too, 
And, and that'll give you the best answer. And even if you don't believe me, like that's going to give you the best answer is that you, you know, you know, Christ first and then he'll guide you. Yeah. And, um, if that's effective, great. If they come to Jesus, great. Will they most likely? Eh, Probably not. Fifty-fifty, right? Maybe. Like you never yeah. know. Or, but but here's the here's the actual real life situation. Mm-hmm. That person identifies as someone that follows God, mm-hmm. right? So like that conversation isn't going to be as effective. Now you should still have it, no matter what. Mm-hmm. You should still have it. But what if they are an average American who is quote unquote Christian mm-hmm. by birth? Yeah. Do you have, so do you have thoughts on this? Um, I have experienced on this yeah. that, yeah, I have friends that, um, claim to be Christian only because they live in America, but then everything they do and say completely opposes the Bible. And that's actually the person that comes to mind is a person where this question came out of, um, yeah, because like since she claims one thing, do I hold her to a different standard and do promises apply to her? When I act mm. like there's no fruitfulness from her life that would actually indicate her being a believer and she has no intention of living in a godly way. Yeah. But she has this label on her as a Christian. Yeah, I'd say I just hold them to the name, right? If they mm. say they're a Christian, I, I hold them as if they were. So if they're saying they're a Christian and they're asking for advice, I'd say you should pray about it. Mm-hmm. Right. If that doesn't seem to do well, then once again, that's another conversation of mm-hmm. why, why does prayer seem to bother you? I thought you said you were a Christian, mm-hmm. right? And then go into that. But, um, maybe a tangent question is, is that advice effective Yeah. in the first place? Yeah. Is it? I don't think so. Like, cause I, I think there's people that pray all around the world, but if you're not actually praying like through the Holy spirit to the Lord, like, is it yeah. even prayer, you know? Yeah, it's just meditation at that point, yeah. right? And unbiblical meditation. Yeah, and so, like, my, I can have friends that, like, quote-unquote pray, you know, but they don't really acknowledge God in the other moment except for that one moment in need, you know? And so is the advice for them to pray, you know? I don't know. Right. I don't know. This is where I struggle. Yeah, I mean, I think you tell them that, like I said, you steer the direction towards their own personal relationship with Christ or, mm-hmm. or need of a relationship in Christ. Yeah. Um, after that, I think maybe you try to be practical too. Right. And, um, like I, what I would say is that godly advice is, is effective mm-hmm. in the sense of like, like Proverbs, right? the book of Proverbs, mm-hmm. all it is, is sayings on things that are typically true based on, on how God has made the world. Yeah. Right. Like that, that, those proverbs, that wisdom is, is going to be fruitful for a a non-believer or believer Yeah, because it is, it is the wisdom of how the Lord made the world. Now Mm -hmm. it also says the beginning of all wisdom is the fear of God. Right. Yeah. So like true wisdom can never come without knowing the Lord, but Mm -hmm. there, there are things that are inherently true. Right. So like, let's take about the ones about like blabbering your mouth and looking like a fool, yeah. um, which is like half the Proverbs. Um, I think that's true for a non-believer too. I think if they just keep their mouth shut, they're going to look wiser than if they kept on talking. Mm -hmm. Right. So I I know I'm, I feel like I'm not being very clear. So what I'm hearing is that there's certain truths in scripture that are true of all people always. Yeah. Cause it talks about how the Lord works and makes something. And, and scripture also says like 
the sun shines on believers and non-believers, yeah. right? Like we all have these daily graces. Mm-hmm. We all live in a world created by God. So there are certain things that are going to work mm-hmm. according to him because of who he is and what he's done, yeah. not necessarily because of what we're doing. Yeah. So there's particular promises that are only for believers, but there's also all these other truths and wisdom things that apply to all people. Yeah. And I think you brought up a good one earlier, Romans 8, 28. Mm -hmm. I think you, I mean, you, you brought up a perfect one. That one applies to. uh, That that was before we were on the mic. Yes. So, um, Romans 8, 28, sorry, you're you're wanting me to say what it is, right? Okay. Romans 8, 28. Um, for we know that all things work according to Golly, for we know that all things work for the good for those uh, who are called. Who love God and called called according according to his purpose. purpose. Golly. We got it. We're good. Anyway, AK, if you love God and you are called according to God's purpose, which is um, predestination language and and things like that, which we won't get into, but what it means is if you're a Christian, right? Mm -hmm. If you're a Christian, if you know the Lord, you're in relationship with him, then all things do work together for good. Mm-hmm. God's glory and you're good. Mm-hmm. And that is a promise that is exclusive to believers, which is scary. Um, but that's something you can't just tell someone if someone's going through a really hard time that you can't, if they're not a believer, you can't say, don't this is all going to work out. Mm-hmm. But you can say that God is sovereign over the situation, mm-hmm. right? That, that that's something that's true of all time of all people. God is yep. sovereign over everyone's, over everything. Yeah. But to say that it's right. all going to work out yeah. for their good. Yeah. Isn't a true thing. That's true for all people of all places. Right. Is exactly. that what I'm hearing? Yeah. And, and what I would say is another gospel moment, mm-hmm. right? Like, well, here's, here's what scripture says that if you're going through this terrible thing in your life, whether you cause it or it's being caused to you, um, if you know God and if you love mm-hmm. him, this is going to work out. And I just want to ask you, like, do you know God? Do you mm-hmm. love him? You know, I, we're just getting spiritual on this, but the idea, can you give godly advice? Yeah. You can say what the Bible says. Let's mm-hmm. just get, I'll get down to brass tacks. You can say what the Bible says and say, well, the Bible says this, this mm-hmm. is, this is what the Lord says in his word. Uh, this is typically true. And then you just qualify it. It might be true for you. If you're not a Christian, you may not even care, or mm-hmm. it may not be true for you. Yeah. Um, but you know, a, a lot of times it's, I, I'll even ask them, be like, why do you want my advice? Mm. You know? Is it because I'm a Christian? Because you have to be a Christian too in order for it to be fully effective. Yeah. <laughs> is it is it because you view me as wise? Well, why do you think I'm wise? Mm-hmm. And not that mm-hmm. I I don't feel like I am, but in general, like if that was the question, like I don't I don't feel that way. Yeah, I, and that that's what I think happens so often is that so at least what I have observed is that the believer in a group of unbelievers tends to be the built-in counselor, that they're the person that everyone runs to. Yeah, it's because they're full of mercy and grace and love and kindness. Yeah, and, and so then what do you do with that? Yeah. I think where like, this conversation kind of came yeah. out of. Yeah, and the end goal is exactly what we started with. What yeah. you do with that is you point them to Christ. Yeah. And that somebody seeking advice from you is just another gospel opportunity at the end mm. of the day. That's good. So the question was, can you give ungodly people godly advice? I would say the answer is yes, but you need to teach them whether or not it applies to them and you need to give them the opportunity for it to apply to them. Yeah. I, I think that's a beautiful built-in way that the Lord would so bring people to us is that we would live apart from the world, that we would look different in the world and that the world would want what we have and yeah. they should want what we have. Um, winsome, right? We want to be winsome. Yeah. Um, and so, yes, technically you can give godly advice to godly people or ungodly people. I think to sum it up, 
you should let them know that it's godly advice though. Mm-hmm. Right? You should make them aware where the advice is coming from. Yeah. That's good. Good. All right. I think that's about time to wrap it up. I see people trying to get into our green room recording studio today. So we'll, uh, we'll call it there. It's a nice, simple question. If you have any more, you can always hit those show notes, uh, click on it, um, and fill that out. If that's not working, just send an email, Cody R at cdbible.org. Otherwise Thursday night, 7 PM here at Quorum Dale. We'd love to have you for our Thursday night gatherings. Got some fun stuff coming up for Thanksgiving and Christmas. You can find all that info on the website. Thanks again for joining us and making it till the end. Um, just know until next time. Well, I, I can't say until next time because I'm going to say see you next time. So just know we love you. We're praying for you. And we'll see you next time. Yeah.